going to try something different today. Can you hear the music? First off, anybody? Mr. Ian, can you hear it? Because I'm trying to pull it off. Yeah. Can you hear the music? I'm trying to pull it off the laptop instead of the phone. Yeah, not me, the music. Yeah, okay, you can hear the music. All right. You are now about to witness. The kid is sleeping, though. Awesome question, Mike. The UGS Robinson show. Stop it. Welcome, my friends. To a show that seemingly never ends. I'm your host. Keyboard. Eugene S. Robinson. And this is the show stomper. Round a one, a four, a one. <laughs> We're going to talk about crime, mist, and everything fistic that you saw on Saturday night if you were of the mind to see it. But before then, let's let Bob Riley sing us in. Intro, all of nothing from this record, The Calling of the Just, which I've been notified no longer exists. It says out of stock on Revelation Records, which is strange because I got plenty. We'll get to that in a second. your face. So being paid back and for always nothing. All right. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I was experimenting with pulling it off of uh, iTunes on the laptop versus iTunes on the phone as a, as a quiet version. Uh, um, yeah, that's right. Wait, thank you. Weight classes for uh, uh, for the Gallagher General um, versus taking off the phone for the intro music. Last week, I took it off the phone for the intro music, and then a, I find out that it was too loud, and then I got a new phone because they got rebates and prizes, and I got friends at Apple. We get the Q Prime thing, so I got a new phone cheap, but uh, I copied everything over, but apparently it was biased and did not copy over my stigmata. So it, it's a work in progress. I guess I have to listen back to it to hear it myself if it was loud enough. It doesn't matter. We're here. So commercials. Apparently, if you go to Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they hit your car with a hammer and shoot you to death in a nightclub and you click on a little magnifying glass and go, it lists this record, but it says it's out of stock. Now, let me explain to you what that means and how it ties into the crime theme. We'll, we'll circle to this later. But they order from me, but because I've been burned by systematic, I've been burned by Dutch East India, 
I've been burned by Homestead. I've been burned by uh, um, Important. I've been what I'm. I've been burned by Rough Trade. What I'm naming are record distributors. I've been burned by Gem. I could go down over the record distributors or systematic over the years. Uh, 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 who have Steve Tupper hasn't ripped me off, but he's the kind of guy where he would give me money when I asked, but I would only ask when I need it. So he would only give it to me because he knew I needed it. Otherwise, I never see any money from the guy. So I'm talking about the distributors that have crapped out. So I had a new system with Revelation Records. I'd say, uh, send me the money, and then I'll send you your next order. No money, no next order. So if they say something is out of stock, what they mean is they haven't paid me to get the next ones. You pay me, you get more. Very simple. Out of stock. Now, on a normal planet, if I was like, Johnny, you know, Johnny Comeuply, I would contact them and go, hey, I got some of these to sell. Well, the fact of the matter is I do have some of these to sell. I got about 30 of them in the house. But, you know, I don't want to do them a solid. They're not going to pay me for the ones that they've already sold so they can get new ones. That's fine. Anybody who's interested in this, you know, you can get it from me. Name your price. It's yours. Except don't include yeah, postage on top of that. I'll mail it off. It's stigmata, and it's got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven songs on it, fine, fine music. Anyway, commercials, pinko95014 at yahoo.com if you want to PayPal. Some of you have been sending me Cash App, uh, Venmo, that's okay, too. Come this holiday season, um, glad, glad to get any uh, tidings that you might have uh, to, to pass along. Perfectly happy to get them. Or patreon.com slash the stomper or stomperville. I can never remember which. That's just fine. One of you lowered your thing from 15 to 5. That's okay. No need to feel bad about that. I do it too. Like I told the guy uh, who was trying to cadge a free t-shirt off me, if it comes down to rent or a t-shirt, pay your rent. If it's a sandwich or an oxbow shirt, get your sandwich. I'm not about making people suffer. Oh, Narcotic Story. That's a great record. Yeah, yeah, man. We're going to make a movie about that. Anyway, so uh, let's get into, let's get into, let's see, we got the commercials out of the way. Um, and I'll start off by telling a story. And I'll use real names because I don't care. Uh, there's a guy named Mike. And Mike ran a distribution company in San Francisco. Yeah, why not? Why not? And, until a member of Oxbow is no longer with us, Knock on wood. Uh, uh, there's no reason not to do it, uh, except for cash and time. But other than that, and skill and talent and, and those things. So um, so uh, there's a guy named Mike. And Mike has um, a distribution company in San Francisco. And Mike calls me and says, hey, um, I want to distribute some Oxbow records. So we're, we're cycling into the, the theme of the show and we're, this is the kickoff, and so now I'm just trying to keep you up. I'm not going to explain the joke to you. As, as you know, it's a show stomper. You're going to have to figure it out yourself. So Mike says, I said, Mike, I'm not going to send you anything, Mike. And Mike was like, why not? I go, because you guys never pay on time. You never pay. and you, Sometimes you never pay. You never pay on time. And if you do pay, I have to catch the, you know, I got I to gotta dun you for money. It's a drag. I don't like spending my time that way. So if I would rather look at them in the corner of my house every day and, and then sell them to distributors who I know will pay me for them 
gonna take a chance on you. I absolutely will not. He goes, come on, Eugene. This is not that's not cool, man. I got I got orders and I and I go, I'm not gonna do it, Mike. Not gonna do it. And he says, All right, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. I, on 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 February 20th, you know, that's 60 days. I you got me on a 60-day pay schedule. Uh, February 20th, I will you will have a check in my hand and your hand from me. I go, you promise me, Mike? And uh, he goes, I promise. I go, you know, it's going to be really bad if you don't deliver on this promise, Mike. But Mike goes, Eugene, would I lie to you? <laughs> so, so I mark it on the calendar. I send him his 50 Oxbow records and I wait. I wait and I wait and I wait. And I even, I don't even, I'm not even Johnny on the spot with the nine o'clock in the morning phone call, I comfortably, you know, call the guy, phone rings, he answers. This is Mike. Go ahead, Mike, this is Eugene. Oh, hey, Eugene, what do you need? <laughs> you know, I, I just got back from the post office and, uh, and uh, I, um, there's no check. You know what Mike said next, right? Mike says, the thing that's going to put hornets in my brain. He says, check, question mark. I said, don't do this, Mike. Don't do this. We had this discussion 60 days ago. You told me that you would have. And he was, well, you, I said, you know what, Mike? I'll see you in a few minutes. Jump in my 67 Chevy, boom, drive to San Francisco, South San Francisco, like a shot, 100 miles an hour. I get there, and he's behind one of these iron gates. Oh, well, Ian, Ian McKay, he had, he had the benefit of numbers. If you have a million, and he was saved by Allison Schnackenberger and John Southern at Southern Records, who pulled Discord's ass out of the fire. Uh, um, so, yeah, it's always a guy named Mike. So I zoom up there like 100 miles an hour, pull up to his spot, and he's got one of these black iron gates. And I knock on the door. I said, Mike, Eugene. He's like, hey, man, what do you need? He's talking to me through the door. And I must have seemed a little edgy. I must have seemed a little hot because he wouldn't open the door. I said, hey, Mike, open the door. He goes, what do you need? And then I, I lose it. I said, I need, my, I need my money. I told you this moment you're you're, you're, you're actually screwing with totally the wrong individual. I don't know how you thought this would work. And he's like, well, man, I go, that's it. I go to the trunk of the car that has a big sticker on it that says Armageddon Enterprises. I reach in. I get a gas can. I screw the top off the gas can. I start splashing, splashing gas along the front. I said, you're going to open the door or I'm going to burn you out. Michael's like, Eugene, I go and I got, because I've, <laughs> I've had problems with fire before. So I knew enough to have a, a, a fireplace matches, the long ones. Because cigarette lighters, you forget the fumes and gas, they catch. And then your hair, you know, your hair is on fire. No, no, no. Take the long ones. He's like, I'm going to call the cops. I go, you do exactly that. You call the police ex exactly right now. That we could talk about the stolen goods that you have inside. These are the records of mine that you have robbed, stolen from me. 
And uh, 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 so the guy goes, wait, 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 wait. And he takes a check and he pushes it out through the mail slot. And then he says, I just need to let you know, I can't do business with people. I said, Mike, we're not doing business. If we were doing business, I wouldn't be here. I would be happy in East Palo Alto with a check in my hand. That's business. This is robbery. He goes, yeah, well, I great, great, great. Thanks for the check. See you later. Sorry about the gasoline. I drive straight to Wells Fargo, deposit the money. It's good. Never did business with Mike again. His name pops up here and there. Our paths, have, I've seen him socially. Of that moment, we never spoke. I never spoke about that moment until now. I know Mike sure as hell hasn't told anybody. But last week on the show, the premise was, the premise was on the show, and I said, and I was comparing large-scale evil, which I got rid of because, remember, we got rid of because it had a moral dimension in Abramic terms. And I was like, well, you know, if you are agnostic or it's, it, you, you were putting a strange, a strange uh, English on it. That does you know, what is it when you put to uh, hit a ping pong ball, slice it or something? What is that called? You put the little spin on it. That, 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 that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't, uh, um, that doesn't, that doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't, that doesn't sit right with me. But let's say, let's say the big scale badness where Hitler was having his, his, uh, he had like a, a, a radio, a radio time and, or, um, which, or like Nixon, where he recorded his tapes, they were recording conversations and he was making jokes about the resettlement of Jews to Madagascar. He knew they weren't going to Madagascar and he was making jokes, jokes. Delight and cruelty, that's the closest we came to evil. And then, and then we jump from there. This is, I'm just recapping last week's show. We jump uh, from there to the idea that, well, it does, you know, yeah, that it doesn't produce anything. You can go through, I've driven through Italy, and I see, you know, because they weren't as badly bombed as, say, Germany. I see still architectural, you know, marvels to the wonders of fascism built up. And the buildings no more or less remarkable than other buildings. Are they as cool as Spain's uh, Gaudi buildings? Not nearly. Are they distinctive? Certainly. You can tell an Italian fascist building quite easily. And they're still standing. And? In other words, when you look at positive development, you look at what happened to Germany. You know, techno is not German music. Hip-hop is not German music. R&B is not German German popular music, as far as I'm concerned, they didn't start creating until DAF, D-A-F. And then Kraftwerk. <laughs> In other words, they stopped creating lasting culture in like 1923. And certainly by 1945, all of the, um, yeah, all, all, all of the, uh, 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 all of the, Artists have, have left. Marlena Dietrich. I can go down. Uh, 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 um, who's the guy who did the Great Gabo? Uh, who a uh, uh, film director who I love? Um, not Ernst. Uh, uh, Great Gabo. Look it up. 
Yeah, crowd rock is good. That was the 70s before they finally started making, they got their feet under them from 1945 at the latest to 90. So my point was that, that you don't get any, you don't get any, um, it doesn't, it doesn't produce anything uh, evil. Sorry to use that word because I can't think of another one and it's the first one that pops into my head. <laughs> evil doesn't produce anything, anything that, that of lasting value. And I felt, I felt, I felt pretty, pretty proud of myself for that conclusion. But then about 10 minutes after last week's show, yeah, maybe, maybe, but still I was listening to uh, the Rolling Stones earlier today. Um, and uh, was it? No, ACDC earlier today. And he was, one of the lines was about uh, whiskey, whiskey, whiskey and water. And, and I started to think, this is straight from the American blues playbook. No other popular music actually set out a, a blueprint that has you hard living, smoking, drinking, whoring, shooting each other up and knifing each other outside of the American blues, which was just crazy person music for people that were beleaguered. No, no, I don't, I don't say crazy in the bad way. I say if you were African-American and you were going to put a guitar on your back and start touring America in 1920, you had to be out of your mind. I toured America in 1981 before MTV and the Internet. Uh, Fritz Lang was one of the ones, but that, no, no, no. It was a guy who directed The Great Gobble. Uh, look him up while we're during the show because it's going to drive me crazy. The prototypical Prussian film director. So in 1981, 82, I'm touring America with a Mohawk and, and going to places like Nebraska. They didn't know what was going on. They, they talk about tribalism. The internet has actually allowed us to silo in, in various tribes. You know, it's allowed us to silo in various tribes. But the reality of it was we're familiar with those tribes because of the internet. You pull into uh, uh, Nebraska in 1982 in, 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 with a Mohawk, people don't know what my guitar player, uh, um, I'll just go, go uh, uh, Eric von Stroheim. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is Eric von Stroheim. He, he, you know, who's about six foot six, 275 pounds. He gets it. We've got stop at a truck stop. And then, and then we, he goes in and, and, and to get something. And he's got, I'm pumping gas. And I hear these guys, hey, let's go get that faggot. And they jump and they run into and they're going aisle by aisle. And I'm following them with what we used to call a tour guide or a bop stick, you know, a, a pretty thick stick about that year long. So I'm following them up as they follow him and they come around the corner and they're like, Oh, they didn't realize he was six foot six and that big. They decided to, to leave the faggot alone. Cause he also had a Mohawk and was wearing leather pants and a, a leather mesh shirt, <laughs> whatever, man, 1981, 82. So my, my point is that template was established by, you know, American blues guys and, and wonderfully picked up by malcontents who like, Pretty much, a friend of mine once said, "I think the only reason you're in a band is to get laid." And I go, "Well, that that <laughs> well, no, I spent a lot of years not 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 getting laid with music. Is it for the love of music? But it certainly set out a template. If these were your primary preoccupations, this was the music for you. The point is, the point is that I said that evil didn't make anything lasting, and that is crazy and aggressively wrong." And I, like, I realized that 10 minutes after the last show, what was I going to do? Come back on the show? That doesn't make any sense. And so you say, okay, Eugene, where? Okay, so the, the fascist failed. 
you know, uh, 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 Gaudi was Sp Spain under uh, uh, Franco, nationalist Franco. Okay, they, 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 okay, so the Nazis didn't really produce any, you know, they had the whole exhibition about Antarctic art, art, you know, degenerate art that they had banned. The most best stuff to come out of Germany. Of course, they killed it and killed it. Okay, so, but, but that doesn't, that doesn't, <laughs> crime is, is a living, breathing, process-based example of, of, of antisocial acts and activities um, that are, are bent toward uh, a positive outcome, right? It's clearly bent toward a positive outcome, right? I mean, listen, listen, the intersection between crime and, and arts and culture in America is, you know, why do you think Hollywood ended up in California? Because the original Hollywood was on Long Island. And it happened because they moved it out of Manhattan because the theater owners were being harassed by, by the Irish cops. The Italian guys started moving it out. And then finally they said, screw it, the, the Italians and the Jews, screw it, let's move it, to, to, to move it out further west beyond the control. You know, and it's like, they, you know, they make, the, what's that, uh, uh, who was that guy who's always writing books about Florida? Uh, get Shorty and... Uh, Somebody, um, James, not James Elroy, uh, uh, the, you know, the chronicler of, of Florida lowlife. Um, you know, he, the, he wrote that film uh, that John Travolta was in about the mafia. Elmore Leonard, thank you, about, about, um, about John Travolta, mafioso wanting to get, stop it. It's been, it's not even, it's not even, it's not even, we're not, we don't even, it's like, it's sunny out. It's, it's, it, it begs being, it doesn't even, it, you don't even mention it. Richie Castellana, who was uh, played Clemenza in Godfather Part One, they make such a big deal about how Coppola had to go to there, so they had to talk meet to not, uh, you know, meet with the kind of Italian defamation, Italian American defamation league to make sure the movie wasn't besmirching the Italian Americans and the mafiosa, and they couldn't use the word, you know, mafia or Costa Nostra. They had to use, uh, the, you know, Clemenza was related to Paul Castellano, who lived. In, in uh, uh, Staten Island, and it was the tapes that the FBI released where he was talking shit about guys like Gotti. That caused him to get whacked by Gotti at Smart Spark Steakhouse. His cousin played Clemenza in The Godfather. But I mean, and that's just like I could go listing endless, 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 and music, TV, art. These were things that people. These were trifles. These were trifles for, for for women. The Germans had no interest in them. They had no interest in in even though Hitler was a big fan of Hollywood and would watch the movies at movie night with all, you know, all the upper echelon Nazis, they, you know, they didn't make it. They didn't, oh, they didn't make it. And it was outside of Lenny Reifenstahl, who, whose, whose talent outshone, you know, the, 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 the Third Reich, nobody, right? So I start to think, I start to think, uh, um, what about, what about, what about, um, organized crime in Italy today. Organized crime in Italy today, they call, they call, what do we call in America? We call the press the fourth estate, right? You have, you know, the legislative, the, you know, the, all these, these, these columns of government and the press is supposed to be one of them, the, unofficially the fourth estate. We hold people's feet to the coals and, you know, in honesty, you know, serve as a medium between 
the power brokers and the people who are, you know, who, who elected them into office, right? I think you could comfortably say, in starting way back before Mussolini, there's a guy who, who had, he had, Mussolini had brought in to um, to uh, uh, to monitor or organized crime, and he was an organized criminal. <laughs> you know, so it, it's it's like organized crime. It's like you you might when your kid people ask you what you want to do, you I want to be a fireman, I want to be a race car driver, I want to be a you know. It is an institution, especially as you get further south. You go down to Catania, you know, Siragusa, Alcamo, all these places. It is a it is a tradition. It is a tradition. You could you know you could uh, it's a tradition. It's not like you would say, "What do you want to be when you when you when you when you grow up, Salvatore?" Ah, I think I want to you know. Go, but it just I, what you say. I tell you, I got picked up. Um, I'm being driven by some guy somewhere. I don't need to get into the particulars. The guy's doing me a favor, doing me a solid, giving me a ride somewhere. And uh, he's like 24 years old, and he's driving. He's driving. Uh, he's driving probably an eighty thousand dollar automobile. I said, "Oh my God, what do what do you do?" And even at that age, the guy's like 24, but um, but you know, older than me in a lot of respects. He just he's driving, and he's just very casually. He kind of looks at me. He goes, "Import export." Turns back to the road, you know, uh, um, turns back to the road. And I, I realized, man, how, I'm, a, I'm a dummy. I'm, I'm <laughs> import export. Oh, that's good. I like that. I felt like Travis Bickle in, uh, in a taxi driver. Just here to see the president. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Secret service, right? Yeah, that's good. What kind of guns you guys have? Nah, that's good. So you know they they had a garbage strike in 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 uh, Sicily. There were walls of garbage lined up along the freeway. A buddy of mine is driving with his cousin, and he's like, "What the what the, what the fuck is this?" And his brother, his cousin, is is eating some food, and he throws the thing out the window. And his cousin looks at him and goes, "Libertad." It, 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 it's you know, it's a utility, a public utility, and it's run by, and it's this. It's this. So then I start to think, okay, you have guys like Jean Genet who lionize criminality, and I think for him it was primarily a, a sexual fetish, but I, I start to think, like, everything I said on last week's show was completely, like, on base. Yeah, okay, large-scale E, it doesn't, it doesn't produce, but, but without... Without criminality, we have nothing. And I started to think about this as a result of, of watching of watching uh, 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 Hellraiser. <laughs> so, sorry, they'll go Alex Jones on you, but so I'm watching Hellraiser one and two, and two is instinct, uh, instructive because they actually go into hell. And you see, you see the entire the entire. Uh, entire an aspect of hell, a circle of hell. You don't know. You see an entire landscape of, of uh, it looks like a Kowloon walled city of, of of tops of buildings in hell. And I'm sitting there, and I start to think. I start to think. Yeah, you know. And he's another guy, uh, Clive Barker. 
Like Clive Barker and Shane McGowan from the Pogues have both been in wheelchairs the last 10 years. It's like, how come we don't know that? Guys both got sick. Shane McGowan tripped. He was sober, if you can believe it, tripped and broke his hip. And because he was in so much poor shape, it still hasn't healed. Five years in the wheelchair. And the same Clive Barker got some sepsis or something kicked in. So, and I'm, look, I'm watching these movies. And uh, yeah, you got to stop at three. Pretty much. So I'm at three right now, and I'm about to stop at three. And uh, um, and uh, I, I'm sort of thinking, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about this whole uh, uh, the premise of the movie because they're doing they're doing you know they're they're on YouTube. You can they're they were free. One and two were free to watch on YouTube. So I, I start to think about the premise of the movie, and I'm poking holes in some of it. Some of it's making sense, and I was like, you know, there's a strong possibility. Um, there's a strong possibility that our creators are dead. Right? There's a strong possibility. You, you've seen, you've seen, there have been, I'm just in the general information press, there was some, some, uh, something from Smithsonian this week, past couple of weeks, about how uh, Mars actually had a thriving uh, bioculture. They, Based on some of the stuff they found there, they think it had a thriving bioculture. And then there was a guy who, who uh, a Russian guy, who who said that he was from he was from the past and had generated himself into the future. And he 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 was a Martian. He had come from Mars. Uh, Mars. Um, and he said we had a terrible war, and we sent out these pods. Uh, um, and, and you know, and, and if you look at it, like why, why in these Abrahamic religious texts, you know, whether we're talking, you know, the, the Talmud, the Torah, you know, New Testament, the Quran, any of that stuff, why, why is this this, this directive to to go go forth and be fruitful and multiply, and more importantly, why is this? Uh, we watch this comedian Taylor Tomlinson last night, and she's twenty five or twenty six. She starts talking about her biology kicking in and like she's wanting to. And I was like thinking, you know, there's not a single man walking around who ever said, man, I, I got to have a kid. And I say that as I'm dandling my, my daughter on my leg, I was like, well, I mean, maybe that's not true. She's here because I wanted her. She didn't like come here because I didn't want her. I was trying to appease the wife. I actually really wanted her, wanted her, you know, like all of my kids, wanted all of my kids. So he said, well, why is that? And all, be, fruit, go, be fruitful and multiply. Now, Gibby from the Butthole Surface at one point said, yeah, you know, I think we're cattle, you know, and, and Jesus is a Martian. And these stories all kind of start to, like, if you go back onto the old show where we start to talk about demonic forces having horns, I said these are breathing apparatus as, as, as they appear to ancient humans. You know, like, a, like a, if I show up in scuba gear, that's how I'm going to get be depicted with the tubes going here, right? Why is it necessary that we survive? Why do our religious, I mean, this is, this is the thing. And absentee landlord, though the, the departed creator or um, a silent creator or um, passive creator or absentee landlord creator, um, I start to think of, of, of the goodness that, that, that 
but none of it is of of human of human design. You know, I just spent like two hours doing yard work. It's beautiful. It doesn't need much. The trees, beautiful. Lawn, the the water with the the pond with the fish swimming around. I did nothing. A certain level of perfection. Boom, there they are. And I come in the house, take out my pistol, because you can't garden without a pistol. You put it down, and I go, okay, nature, man, right here. Right here. How much, how much, how much of my life and my success has been predicated on crime? Look at John Leguizamo's recent stand-up thing where he talks about doing this thing where he started to investigate the Indian forebears and Native American forebears. Not a, almost, not, he's not even focused on America. He's focused on Latin America. Because what happened to those people? 30 million Aztecs in Mayans murdered. My very existence is a crime. And I don't mean that in any high-flown macro way. You know, and I've talked about it before, that my father was a product of rape. Statutory, that's putting it nice. His father, my grandfather, was a, a career criminal mafioso gangster type in Washington, D.C. There's no way my grandmother at the age of 13 decided I want to get with this grown adult man who just got out of prison for rum running. And yet that produced my father. In macro, in micro. So at some point, Charlie Manson and our correspondence together, he was trying to... um, he thought that I was connected because of the LeVay connection. He thought that I was also connected to the guy who started the Process Church of, of Final uh, the Process Church. I can't remember it was called the Process Church of Final Judgment. And their premise was essentially God says to love your enemies. Satan is God's enemy. God loves Satan. You should worship Satan. It was fundamentally that the Process Church. Process Church of Final Judgment is actually is now one of the women who was part of that with this main guy who started it went on to start the World Wildlife Foundation, the little panda bear sticker that, that she, he was known for walking around San Francisco in a cape with these large Afghan dogs. And then she was really into animals and just kind of like sidelined and became this like really, uh, I'm not making this stuff up, became this really kind of respected figure. The main dude was dead, but yeah, Manson and I were in touch in the eighties. So he thought he was still alive back then. And he, he was he was kind of running this whole line on me. The same thing. It's like you know, what do you, you think this is? When 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 there's a gathering of all the angelic forces, and God says, "What have you been doing?" They have a staff meeting. Yeah, yeah, that one, right? They have a, they have yeah they have a staff meeting, and then he says, "Well, hey, Lucifer, what have you been doing?" He goes, "I've been walking up and down, going to and fro." What do you mean? You think he was wandering the earth? No. He was walking the floor like a guy does at the casino. There, there was a love between a parent and a child, which is to a certain degree pure, but then Michael Chase said it best. You know, he goes, I have a hard time with love. And people think he's going to go down to talk about, oh, this relationship, celebrity, relationship. But he goes, no, no, no. He goes, I'm retired with it. 
people routinely kill people they say they love. But nobody kills people that they like. <laughs> you never hear that. Ah, oh, man, I really like that guy. Except, I mean, Mark David Chapman actually really said that after he killed uh, John Lennon, he said, I really like that guy. So you know, this whole this whole idea this whole idea that 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 big e evil has not produced um, has not produced anything maybe but it's not that that's not the issue it's the it's a lowercase e you know and all these all these nationalist movements in Europe right now you know why you guys have problems you know why France has problems because of your colonial past you open a door into the abyss hey bro you. <laughs> I'm choking to death. You you don't you don't you don't uh, 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 you know subjugate the peoples of India. You, in Pakistan, you don't have Pakis in your country. You don't have West Indians. You don't have Jamaicans. You don't have Africans. You know Algerians. You don't have. You open the door, and that door swung both ways. You know how many people were killed by by the uh, uh, the Belgian uh, in the Belgian Congo. Up to Patrice Lumumba. I mean, my point, my, my, my point is, my point is that there's a delicate, there's a delicate, super delicate balance. Super delicate balance. Yeah, rent is due, no, rent is due uh, Tuesday. <laughs> rent is due for me Tuesday, the first. So uh, you, you know, so I, I was I was not so quite quite so correct. The question is, the question is, um, and weirdly enough, Manson, um, um, uh, the Manson is the first one to kind of start to talk. He actually asked me uh, something, of course, biblical sort of. He goes, well, "Are you spreading good fruit?" And of course, he 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 did he he didn't he didn't he didn't. <laughs> Nobody owns a house. Pay a mortgage. He didn't. He didn't. He, he didn't mean. You know. He, he, it was. It was confusing sometimes talking to Manson, as you might imagine, because he didn't mean. He didn't mean good fruit. He meant fruit. Fruit of the vine, of the vine of the place that we're in. So I could just go down the list of, of process-based small e evil that's generated quite a lot of good stuff. Quite a lot of good stuff for music, movies, not so much literature in a weird way, right? I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that, I'm sure that, it, I mean, if I dug deep, deeply enough, but in literature, it seems to be Roy DeMeo, all that 42nd Street stuff, it was all mafia, all mob fueled. I don't say that was a positive development, but it majorly changed and it was process based. I don't say these things are good. Crime, in general, like we, uh, the two-week two argument on the Oxbow Tour about why murder is no good, it breeds unstable societies. But crime is such an integral part of our society that, that you, ca you can't even imagine a society without crime. You show me one. You show me one. That's either not that, that wasn't built on crime, currently engaged in small e process crime, 
are planning on crimes in the future, I don't know of the single one. And to, we're bouncing back and forth between macro and micro. As we do that, we start to think, well, is it because the systems are screwy? In other words, as soon as I drive any car 200 miles an hour, I'm going to crash the car. And the system won't let me drive a car anything other than 200 miles an hour. Is that it? That's how I feel about religion. That's why I gave up on religion after 9-11. I was like, no matter how I try to parse it, like Rollins said, no matter how I try to parse it, it always comes to the same bloody end. I'm done. I'm done making excuses for religion. I'm done. So is it the same thing that we can't even have a discussion about small e evil and crime? Because we don't know. It's like trying to imagine like that line that Manson had. Can you ever dream of a place to go that's much further than before? Or, 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 or is it that, that, that because we're so inherently imperfect that the likelihood that we could create anything, you know, any, anything that would be outside of that category of small evil is unlike, so what I, this is, this is a total positive as far as I'm concerned. Of course. But for a period of time, 17, 18 year old kids from upstate New York, you know, flew out to pay for the recording set, gave them a place to sleep. I, I think they've had to pay for their own food. So I gave them room, uh, room not board, and paid for all the recording printed the record. I gave them as many as they wanted, and uh, anything over over a thousand, uh, they would get paid for. But they could have as many CDs as they want. Good deal, positive. Small e evil or creativity. I, I I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that this is. Where was this produced? Was it produced in Canada? Was it made in China? The plastic. I mean, oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I suspect it's the, the car racing analogy is the best and most functioning, functional one. And that's it. Any car that you're gonna use to make any progress in the system is gonna go 200 miles an hour. And a car that goes 200 miles an hour is, is indubitably, you know, uh, uh, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, you're gonna design to crash. In other words, we can't help it. You can't help it. We can't help it. I put out this record called Fear Power God. And it sold so many that I actually learned a lot about accounting so I could pay. I wasn't used to having people having records that sold a lot. I didn't know what to pay people, but I had that moment where I sat there and go, man, this thing is really selling. And, you know, like, bing, fuck them, Eugene. Keep all the money yourself. Bing. You must do the right thing. And I was like, no, the people who were on it with minor exceptions were people who I really liked. But if I pay the people I really like, I, of course, have to pay the pieces of shit because, because you just have to. And so this guy won out. I paid everybody. Not once, but twice. Which is more than I could say for lots of record labels I've been on. I got one check from SST. One which I understand is more than a lot of other people get. That's right. 
you know, it's like it's not. I don't want to be on the high horse, but it's like you know, I've I've not been I've not been. There's certain crimes. There's certain crimes that I think you're to a manner born. And uh, I love money, but I don't like stealing. Of course, everybody stole it. <laughs> you know. But it's not something that, 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 that thrilled, thrilled me. You know? And, I mean, if, I could, if a Brinks truck broke down in a dark street and the guy ran to get help and the back door was open, would I take it? I would be a fool not to. I would be a fool, like the Catch-22 thing, I would be a fool not to. There was that guy in San Diego who, who uh, janitor, I told you a story before, he was having problems with money, driving down the street after his five o'clock in the morning, Brinks truck, back, bags pop out the back, he stops, throws him in the truck, tries to chase the guys down, can't catch him, and goes, screw it. Goes home, talks to his family about what should be done. Says, I am the father of this family, and I'm going to turn it in. He turns it into the bank, Bank of America, I believe. And they go, oh, my God, $500,000. Oh, thank you so much. Here's a reward, $50. Well, stories like this make the newspaper because banks want to, to, to serve this fiction that we're fundamentally decent human beings. And the $50, and the guy's like, I didn't do it for a reward. I did it because it was the right thing. So his kids start coming home from school beaten up. He starts to have money problems. His wife, his entire family turns on the guy. Moreover, people start picking up on it and they're like, on a $500,000, Bank of America gives this guy, people know something about math, say, what percentage of 500,000 is 50? Were you insured for? And the bank finally shamed, shamed, and okay, 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 and they give him like five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he, he, I mean, in that situation, and in that situation, finders keepers loses weepers. I don't involve the family. Take the money, put it in my Patriot safe. Save it for a ring. I got kids who need to go to college. Don't worry. I've put away a little money. I pay for your college. That, I don't consider even crying. That's good fortune. I know an ethicist would take issue with that. I don't care. So all of my crimes are, are probably are, you know, what what crime am, am I? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't consider I don't consider speeding a crime. I don't consider drug taking a crime. I I don't consider you know, you know I, I probably at seven deadly sins. My probably biggest issue is probably wrath or lust. But I will never allow that that's a problem. So forget that discussion.
I'm okay with wrath. So I, 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 I you know, it's like we're jo joking about, okay, here's an example. Crack cocaine. Crack cocaine. I can pretty much say nothing good came out of crack cocaine. I, I don't see it as a, as a, I don't see any positive. I know some people who made tons of money on it, on it, and they probably went and bought stuff and kept the economy, you know, thrumming along. But are there crack-fueled movies? Are there crack-fueled, you know, uh, uh, literary series? Are there crack-fueled, um, yeah, right. I know, disco is a product of cocaine, not crack. Nothing came out of crack. And finally, I have to say that that is my definition of small e evil. Continuing from last week's show, so I wasn't completely ass out on last week's show. It, it, continuing on last week's show, it just nothing. Yep. Yep. But even, even, you know, even crack, the people who were selling coke, when cocaine was a prestige drug, you know, when we're talking about Tony Montana, that was real money. But at the point, you understand what crack was. It was just stepped on, stepped off dogs for crack. You get a hit of crack for five dollars. Yeah, that's a stretch. Samuel Jackson, he played a very good crackhead. <laughs> yeah, these yeah, these movies focus on it, but it's not the bad. It's not, you know, I I I mean, you know, that could have been alcohol, that could have been the demon weed from generations before. I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. So, um, so I, so I wonder. I mean, you know, it's it's not even it's not even like it's not even like it just bears even being being thought about. But you know, half the time now when I'm thinking, I'm thinking small e biggie, small e biggie. Let's say Big E is responsible for nothing. Like nothing. You know, all that shit about Hitler, Hitler having, having, uh, having, yeah, 7-5 was my, my precinct too. You know, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm about to segue into, into the Tyson thing, actually right this second. Well, I'm about to segue into Mist. Because Oscar De La Hoya is now talking, is flapping his gums about fighting Triple G. You ruined my segue, but now I don't need it. So ruined it or ate it in the bed. Uh, I, uh, I don't care. We're already in the mist. <laughs> Dan Shore is a New Yorker. Was not patient enough to wait for it, but it was good because I was. Uh, it would have taken me probably two or three more minutes. Let's go straight to the mist. Oscar De La Hoya is out there talking about fighting Triple G. 
Oscar may or may not have had a drug. The red light district of sports is a primary example where we can see both small E and big E. We can see half who fought his way out of Auschwitz. Jewish boxer, they said, fundamentally, you want to live, fight. So he would beat people to death in Auschwitz, or he would beat people, and the people who lost were gassed. And that's how he fought. And he was, you know, early. There were a lot of famous uh, Jewish boxers. Uh, Jews got out of it pretty quickly. Irish boxers, Italian boxers. Italians and black folks uh, stayed, stayed the long. And then Latinos, uh, traditional. And now we got Eastern European cats. So he's gonna he he's gonna fight Triple G. I guess he's back in that either how many hip hop records can he make? What is the problem? Now listen, Tyson at one point said Tyson said uh, what do you say? He said uh, I could I could sell out I could sell out um, I could sell out Master Square Garden masturbating. But my kids were texting me last night. They said, Dad, you're watching the fight? I go, oh, great. I could bond with my kids for a little bit. So I, you know, on the, on the, the ESPN, I, I pull up the fight. I go, who, who is, who's fighting now? They go, somebody named Ripper. But I, I'm just watching because I want to see uh, uh, Logan Paul or Jake Paul get his ass kicked or something like that. And I'm like, what a fight do you want? Oh, boxing. Boxing. My kids are watching Boxing. You, it's a pay-per-view exhibition match. My kids, well, it's a, just a boxing match. I go, no, kid, it's an exhibition match. I'm going to pay $60? But no, it's not even, you know, no, no, no. I'm not even going to allow, I'm not even going to allow that, 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 this, that it was suckered. You, everybody knew what it was. And, and the thing is, if he, if De La Hoya, he, Probably, probably De La Hoya doesn't have to go as deep as fighting Triple G. But, you know, he could fight, he could fight the, 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 the smaller Paul brother, Jake. Why are you making these guys? These guys have done nothing, making them rich. I, uh, no, don't get me started on the rich. That's a tangent. De La, whatever is in De La Hoya's midst, you know, he's making a run for the Gowlider General. So Mr. Ian had this great idea that uh, that we should that we should you know if, if Gowlighter General is Chris Weidman's undisputed ranking in in, in in the Lost Battalion, that we should like any other good military, we should have a structure that we could we we, we could ha- ha- have a structure. Clearly, there are majors, there are generals, there's a Gowlighter General, there there are sergeants, there are privates. I don't think we have to call it anything other than that. We just give him a ranking. Oscar de la Hoya, a major on the come up. Talking doesn't make you lost battalion. Talking and doing makes you lost battalion. It's a precursor to real wood chopping. Tyson wasn't doing that. Tyson was like, I'm going to make some bank. How many hip hop records could I make? I already got the show. I'm already making money from this. I'm making money from that. Tyson's fine. Probably the same reason I'm still doing jujitsu. Well, theoretically. 
theoretically. And I mean, theoretically, you know, this fight this past weekend, I had two cares on the, uh, I had two cares, uh, um, I had two cares on the card. Uh, Anthony Smith against Devin Clark, and I picked Anthony Smith because this was a gimme for him trying to stop this guy's two fight skid and get help him get his head back. And I forget who my second care was, uh, uh, but you know Ashley Evan Smith, who used to be uh, a known associate trained with the T- uh, Sorrell Academy, she got the wheels beat off her. But I wouldn't have picked her anyway. The association doesn't. It just keeps me from talking shit about you. Friend to knuckle up, friend to showstopper, keeps me from talking shit about you. It doesn't mean I say nice things about you. What? Lewis, Lewis Blades? That wasn't last night. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's what Steph said. But watch, uh, watch the Metergy, Metergy fight. I, I mean, there's nothing to say. There's nothing to say about the fight last night. I had two care. I mean, if you listen to Care Don't Care, that comes up to Monday afternoon. You hear we spent like a scant eleven minutes uh, talking about movies, and then moved on to and moved on to uh, uh, the, uh, next week's fight, which I believe is Jack Hermanson, and or maybe that's a co-main and and uh, Marvin Vittori. I think I think I think uh, yeah yeah Biser Biser was uh, was a comment and people wanted me to you know I I think I I think I did I did uh, I did hear <laughs> no what did Megan Anderson say I think I did I I I did well, I was talked into caring about the Biser fight by Steph but I completely forgot about that it was Anthony Smith and Devin Clark and that was it you know. Um, And, and and I and I start to think I start to think and again I hate to do this I hate to I hate to sympathy sympathy for for the bald one but I hate this you know people like ah he's packing he's giving us these shit things yeah you know small small e some guys were living in vans and they came to the fight and maybe they got gas for that van now some guys had the fight took the fight on three day notice well, John was saying they don't do that in boxing the most. Anthony Ruiz got six months, or either six months or six weeks. It was better than nine days. Some of the cats on last week's card, nine days. I think I had three days. You get a call on Wednesday. You got a fight on Saturday. That's not good. That's not good. But is it not? Is it is it capital E not good or small E not good? It's small E not good because those guys who got three days notice are probably twelve thousand, fifteen thousand dollars richer. If somebody could put $15,000 in my pocket between now and next Sunday, I'd be pretty happy about that. In other words, in other words, you know, where where large scale, uh, capital letter E and small letter E meet in the middle, it's crime. Crime is the, is the axle grease that keeps us all running on time. Frankly, that's that, that's it. And in that in that in that in that center axle of greased wheel, some of it some of it as it spins uh, redounds to, to our collective benefit, the creation of the United States of America. 
or Latin America. And then some of it, not so much, crack. <laughs> or, you know, Belgian Congo for the people who are members of the Congo before the Belgians got there. Or any one of the colonies crushed by, you know, imperial boots. Up to including West African nations that, you know, uh, I mean, sold their blood and treasure <laughs> to the criminals colonizing America and murdering Native Americans. Um, it's, it's interesting. When the woman I know, um, I'm going to leave her name out of it. This woman I know, you've heard me talk about her before, who was having sex with Larry Ellison, the CEO of Oracle. I'm going to sue me. You know it's true. I've got documentation to protect myself. And one of the things that he was, and now I'm addressing Ian's point, that one of the things that he was really, he was like, can I come sometimes come over to your house, your apartment, have some good mess around there? Do you live like in a bad neighborhood? And he was fetishizing, you know, what in his mind was poverty. This woman was uh, tall, thin, with huge knobs. Rose up through the ranks there. I, I don't think she had gotten to college even. It's about 20 years old. You, you live like a really, really good. The bald one pay, pays Davy Fig his $50,000, his, 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 what he thought was a $50,000 bonus. Figurator. Figurator, um, uh, Figurator, the sushi, sushi chef, a hairdresser. Nothing wrong with that. Good deal. But do you see how he paid him? Do you see how he paid him? He didn't give him a check. He didn't do an e-transfer into his account. They didn't give him a discreet envelope. Gave him... A, a grocery bag full of cash. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? <laughs> You know, that's the equivalent of the guy who goes to the bank and tries to pay his utility bill in pennies. Signing his brother to the UFC, to the UFC, that's good business. That's solid. But this other bit of dirtiness with the Satan with the shopping bag, come on, man. You pay, you pay your, your tutors that way? You pay your tuition at your kid's school that way? You pay your judges that way? You pay anybody else that way? Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's how you pay people. But I was just like, that little pimp shit. It's that little pimp shit. 
and it's just it's done like that time that boss came over and I was sitting at the restaurant and he reached down to shake my hand and just how we were situated I, I couldn't help it but I kind of I, I, I godfather his hand I, he reaches down to shake my hand and I go eh. and he doesn't like it and he, he looks Jonathan was his name he looks and he's, he's like trying to get the hands right so that he's you know <laughs> stop it stop it <laughs> Uh, like I say in the fight book, the question in his mind is, can I take him? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, this can't be designed to make me feel good. It's $50,000, but you know what? I rub my butt on it first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. If, if I'm Davey Figs, that's what I say. Bag of money. I didn't see any bag of money. Who pays people like that? Who pays people like that? Anyway, anyway, I mean, you know, people fetishize it. People fetishize it. So, 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 so crime, crime is the only medium by which we can understand uh, capital E evil, small, small, smaller evil. And, and it's not a total wash on it. Um, yeah, I did talk about the fights and, and I don't know what, what the hell Nate was doing in there, getting knocked down three times. That was a bad look. That was a bad idea. I don't know if he needed the money that badly, but you know, I guess he just thought that there was some magical power that was going to help him overcome. I don't even say Paul is that good of a fighter, but with that kind of reach, come on. Come on. Come on. What, you know, the, the great part is now he will have to endure ridicule from all of his friends forever and ever and ever and, and ever. So anyway, anyway. This is right. This is version a uh, 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 one, a four, a one of the Eugene S. Robinson, a showstopper. Yeah, you know, if I'm Paul, you know, I, I'm not gonna hate the. What is that? What is it? What is it? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate the player. <laughs> the guy. The guy. I got a YouTube channel. I'm not making that kind of bank. I'm not making that kind of bank. If I could make that kind of bank, why, 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 well, you know, what the hell? If I could talk my way into any kind of cash, yeah, why not? Small, small E. Root of all evil, small E. Perfectly okay. Perfectly okay. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Consider this a part two of version 140, because it wasn't, like I said, it would have been 10 minutes after the show. I didn't want to come back, but you, you, you got it. If, you, if you've only listened to version 141, which this is, you got to go back and listen to 140, not to hear how full of crap I am, right? Not to hear how full of crap I am, but, you know, but just... It's it's in you can't understand one four one unless you hear one four zero, and and and, and one four zero is incomplete without one four one. Ideally, you would listen to them together. <laughs>
So anyway, that's the end. Of, that's the name of that tune. Uh, Monday afternoon, Care Don't Care goes live. We'll tweet it out on, on the Twitter machine. If you if you still go to Twitter, check it out there. Uh, I got I got articles coming this week. Can't remember what, uh, but I tweet them out. If you're into the Instagram thing, Mr. Sleep 3. But uh, I got to look into your world before I let you into mine. Just make sure you're not a spy. So if you're going to, if you're blocked, then forget it. If you have no photos in, then forget it. Those are, those are two social media ways to do it. Uh, notification. Hit the little ding-dongy button on this so that when we have shows, that you're notified that we're having shows. Give us a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, retweet the Megan Anderson thing. And then let's all uh, – uh, next week's fight is, I think, I, I, I was cajoled into having four cares on the fight, and, uh, on the card. In actual fact, I only have, like, one care on the card. But I felt compelled to pick the other three next week. So we'll talk a little bit about that uh, uh, next week. And if you see any, yeah, hit the little ding dong. But if you see any holes in the evil crime argument, you let me know. But I think it's solid. I think one version one four and one four one. I think it makes sense. And if you want the stigmata thing, let me know. I'll just mail it out to you, and we can take Revelation Records out of the equation since they haven't paid. Bada bing, bada bang, bada bang, bada bang. Yeah, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't think. I can't do anything about the viewers. I said I would do the show until nobody was watching anymore, or up until a certain we fall below a certain dollar amount on the monthly take. Because then I can't justify spending the hour doing it. No, I, keep in mind, I've done the show from Lyon. I've done the show from Paris. I've done the show from from Brussels. I've done the show from Copenhagen. I've done the show. I've done the show from all over the world. It's rare for me to miss one. Anyway, that's it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. The kids awake, so I can end with. Look what you made me do! Ah! <coughs>